0: Welcome to a special Mossapalooza edition of the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Papa John's. One of the pitfalls, if you will, of producing and recording a podcast on Tuesday of a National Football League work week in season is that something monumental could happen after the podcast is in the can and that happened this week with Randy Moss being traded away by the New England Patriots right in the middle of a regular season and to Minnesota, which once traded him away to Oakland for a fourth-round pick. Now he returns for a third-round pick, meaning Randy Moss is like a fine wine, improving with age. And guess who his new quarterback is now? It is Brett Favre, who wanted Randy Moss back in 2007 at his disposal in Green Bay, only to watch him go to New England, adding one frosty layer of ice on top of a cooling relationship with general manager Ted Thompson that eventually led to a divorce in Green Bay. And now Randy Moss could be the recipient of Brett Favre's 500th career touchdown pass. He's only one shy of that mark. And it could come on Monday night in, of all places, the new Meadowlands as the Vikings face the Jets, Brett Favre's team previous to the one than he currently has, and Randy Moss, as we all know, is well-versed with the New York Jets and Darrell Rivas, who is referred to him as a slouch, even though Moss helped tweak the hamstring that Revis has been trying to come back from the last couple of weeks with the posterizing of Revis Island with the play of the year, that one-handed grab back in week number two. So Randy Moss is going to be taking on the Jets with the Vikings for Brett Favre, And it is one big, fat story that required me to get back in the podcast studios for you. And on this mini edition, it's not going to be nearly as long as as the podcast that I've been producing every Tuesday for you. But on this edition, we're going to talk with Jason LaConfora and ask him why in the world New England would trade Randy Moss away in the middle of a season. Does this mean that the New England Patriots could go ahead and actually fill Moss's void with, say, oh, Vincent Jackson, a big-time Defense stretching receiver that's currently sitting on his couch. Could they go ahead and get him? We'll talk about that with Jason Lockenfora. And Hall of Famer Rod Woodson will join me with Trent Green, former quarterback in this league, to analyze what this means for the Vikings offense. And also, does this mean that the New England Patriots offense has taken a step back? I think uh, that answer is obvious. But what will the Patriots offense look like Without Randy Moss, that's all still to come on the podcast. But let's review for you what happened on Thursday, a day after the trade went down. It was a day when we heard from all the participants. Randy Moss spoke for the first time in Minnesota. Brett Favre spoke for the first time in front of the media. He gave a statement on Wednesday talking about how excited he was that Randy Moss was in the mix. Uh, But Bill Belichick was a surprise add to the media mix on Thursday. Belichick, in the midst of his bye week made an appearance in the press room in New England, somewhat impromptu, a last-minute press conference that was held for Belichick, who was asked right off the bat uh, what this trade was all about. And this is what he said, first getting to the podium without taking any questions.
1: You know, Randy was really a pleasure to coach. Uh, I enjoyed having him on our team. He made a lot of contributions to this football team. Um, When I spoke with Randy yesterday morning, our conversations were uh, consistent with what they've been over the last four years, uh, honest, open, uh, very forthright. And um, we talked about a lot of things, um, which I'll keep between Randy and myself. Um, in the end, it was a difficult decision, but one that I feel is in the best interest of the football team. Um, our team is uh, organizationally. Uh, we, we've had conversations and obviously are comfortable with with the trade. Um wish it Randy the absolute best uh, but he's been um, a guy that i've always had a a player i have a good have had a good relationship with uh, he's been very honest when I've asked him questions about football personnel and things like that it's been very helpful to me personally and uh been very professional and i think a good teammate and uh and a good contributing member of this team
0: so belichick downplaying all of the controversy that's out there in regards to this trade saying that Randy Moss... Uh, was not a problem in the locker room, that he never had any issues with him, that he enjoyed having Randy Moss on this team. So, of course, that led to the media ask him, then why trade a future Hall of Famer away right in the middle of the season?
1: It was a combination of things. Yeah, it would be a much longer discussion than, than we're going to have. It's a combination of factors. But I would say this. It was, there was never any uh, incident or discipline problem with Randy. There never has been one uh, with me in four years. And it certainly wasn't about contract and money. I think Randy showed and proved the first year he was here uh, what that was all about. Uh, You know, what he did with his contract was, you know, made made the whole deal work. So uh, I think you can eliminate those two things.
0: So it was a combination of things, a phrase that Belichick kept repeating in his press conference without giving much uh, detail. So what were the things that combined to lead Belichick to trade him away? There was talk that this past Monday, after the Monday night game, in which Moss had zero catches, had only one pass thrown his way, that he was so upset about that that at halftime he went up to Bill O'Brien, the quarterback's coach who calls the offensive plays for the Patriots, and had a heated conversation with him. There was all sorts of reporting on that this week. And then came on Thursday morning a report out of Comcast, New England, from none other then new member of the paparazzi of the media in the National Football League, Troy Brown, the most tenured Patriot back in the day of the Belichick Super Bowl era. None other than Mr. Patriot himself, Troy Brown, reporting that Moss on the flight home was approached by Belichick, who had clearly heard about this tete-a-tete with his quarterback's coach, that was heated during halftime and clearly knew that Moss could not be happy over having zero catches on a Monday night game in a walk year. He went up to Moss, according to Troy Brown, and was uh, given the cold shoulder. Moss didn't want to talk to the coach. And that various other members of the organization, other teammates, went up to Moss. And Moss was putting them on the pay mind list, too. So coach was asked about that. And this is the terse response that he had
1: on that subject. Absolutely not true little fabrication. I didn't even talk to Randy on the plane. There's no incident. There's no... I've never had one with Randy. Never. Not in four years.
0: So there's no there there either. And then Belichick was asked whether Tom Brady was consulted at all before this trade. Would he be happy? Obviously not. That Randy Moss, the guy who takes the top off of the defense, was traded away for a third-round pick, leaving him with Wes Welker and a bunch of other unproven receivers at his disposal trying to bring this team back to a championship. This is what Belichick
1: had to say about Brady. Tom doesn't make personnel decisions. Tom's a player.
0: That is classic Bill Belichick right there. Tom's a player. He doesn't make personnel decisions. Then Randy Moss had his say. The Minnesota Vikings holding a Thursday press conference to herald the... Homecoming of Randy Moss. Here's Randy Moss stepping to the podium for the first time as a Viking for the second time.
2: before I um, you know start off with any questions, you know I'm very <clears throat> you know fortunate to to be back home where it all started. Um, it's been a, a hectic last 48 hours and um, you know I didn't really know what to expect but you know I'm back home and you know it kind of feels weird knowing that you know I was just in New England. You know, trying to make things happen and just overnight just get traded back home. And, you know, I thought about this um, time and time again about, you know, how this thing was going to play out. And, you know, is the love uh, for me still here in Minnesota. And you know, all I've been seeing is nothing but positive. So, you know, to all the Viking fans and, you know, just coming to that Metro, don't pull your 84 jerseys out, man. I think this is going to be a, a fun ride. Because Belichick kept everything on the down low with his conversation with Randy
0: Moss, the media, as you might imagine, made an end around on uh, Coach Belichick or tried to by going straight to Randy Moss about the contents of the conversations that he had with Belichick, and Randy was equally as coy.
2: Well, what me and Bill, uh, Coach Belichick, talked about, I don't really want to make public. Um, you know, the the respect that I have for him as a coach and as a man is is you know, speaks, you know, high volumes because, you know, Bill is the one that brought me to New England uh, from Oakland. And, you know, I commended him and thanked him for that because me being in New England, that was something special. I've never been, you know, a part of a team. And that's all I ever want to do, just be a part of a team. And they're, they're, they're a team. And now that I'm gone, I mean, I'm not going to say anything negative and I'm not going to bash the organization because I think that, you know, they gave me an opportunity to go out here and play with nobody else. I thought I could go out there and play at a high level. So, you know, whatever me and Coach talked about, you know, I want to keep that between me and uh, between the two of us. And, uh, you know, I wish him the best. And there was
0: one awkward moment in the press conference when Randy Moss was asked by a local reporter there about the issues that he had off the field as his first time as a Viking. And Randy turned into uh, Drew Rosenhaus. Listen to his response. Next question.
2: I need the next next question. Next question. Next question. Next question.
0: All right, so we will get to the next question. How did Favre react to Randy Moss when he went to the podium? As you might imagine, number four was all giddy. Yeah, who would ever thunk it? Huh? Um, but,
3: yeah, uh, you know, it's, this game, you never know. Believe me, I, you know, I can attest to that. But uh, um, we're happy to have him. He, he obviously brings a different dimension to any team. Um, I've seen it so
0: many years against him. You know, just shake your head. So now that we've heard from all the parties in this trade, Moss and Belichick and now Brett Favre, the beneficiary of Moss's down the field skills. Let's turn things over to Jason Lockenford in my conversation I had with the NFL Network information man on Around the League earlier today about Moss and the ramifications of his trade and the ripple effects throughout the league let's bring in Jason lock and floor right now Jason we heard Bill Belichick's press conference uh, earlier today with the New England media and uh, he said he'd never in four years had an incident with Randy Moss and that it was a combination of things that led to this trade although what uh, the ingredients of that combination as well as the conversations he had with Randy, he said would remain private where where are we are we somewhere in the middle between him never having an incident with Randy Moss? and uh, and needing to get rid of him. Where, where where What area are we in here?
4: Well, it was a confluence of things. I mean, did Coach Belichick ever have an incident with Randy Moss? Maybe not, but there was a sense among people around that organization that Moss had begun to wear out his welcome. It was clear he wasn't going to be a part of the future, and he wasn't going to get that next contract in New England. And when Coach Belichick talked about, you know, part of this was his conversations with Randy, there's no doubt in my mind that Randy expressed to him that, hey, If you can move me on and it's not going to cripple your football team, I'd like to move on. I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of balls here. I feel like the offense is going in a different direction. I'm in a contract here. I've put up monster numbers for you. And, hey, if you can move me somewhere, ideally someplace like Minnesota, Let's do it. I mean, there's a lot of overtones to the Donald McNabb situation, Rich, and that the player kind of, sort of, got to go to a scenario that he wanted to go to. It wasn't like a, hey, we're just going to send him to Buffalo or Jacksonville or wherever. He, He had a voice in this. They tried to do right by the player, and both organizations made deals that they feel like will help them through the long term and they're parting with a player again who wasn't going to be part of their future. So
0: Vikings fans that are excited to see Randy Moss back in purple, should they soak it in? Is this a cup of coffee? Could this (laughs) potentially be a long-term or a reunion? What can you tell us right now?
4: I look at it as a rental right now, Rich. You've got to look at the overall economics of that football team. You've got a lot of contracts coming up. I'm sure Adrian Peterson is going to want to renegotiate in a year. Uh, You've got Chad Greenway. You've got Ray Edwards emerging. They've got a lot of their own they have to take care of. First, Sidney Rice, another guy high up on that list. Are you going to pay two wide receivers, that kind of money? Uh, and again, not even knowing who you're going to have at quarterback next year. And also I have a hard time seeing Randy Moss enter into an agreement now. This is his last fight at the apple, his last chance to have multiple teams bidding on him. I know he wants to hit that $10 million a year plateau. I don't know that the Vikings just hand over that kind of check and give him two or three years at $10 million a year. Frankly, I'd be surprised given what they're paying Brett Favre and others. And, again, if he plays well, he's going to want to see what the market bears, not just what one market bears.
0: Right, and with all due respect, again, I hate to keep dumping on this young man because Brett Favre keeps coming off of his farm, pushing his future back. But Tavares Jackson, if he's going to be the quarterback there – and let's say Donovan McNabb picks up the phone and says, I have a very rich owner with a large wallet, Randy. I mean, it, it is difficult to see the scenario, how he stays put past uh, these 12 regular season games he's about to play, or 13.
4: Yeah, Rich, it would take an astronomical contract. It would, it would have to make the decision for him. And if you're the Vikings, I don't know why you do that right now anyway. You don't know how well it's going to work. Again, you have a Sidney Rice, who you feel like will basically be in the same role For years to come, he's younger, he has more upside. Uh, You mentioned Tavares. What are they gonna do at the quarterback position? Will they have to draft a quarterback? Will they need money at their disposal to go and try to lure a quarterback? I don't see it making a lot of sense to lock into any kind of commitment with him. And I can tell you, Randy Moss is going to want multiple years. Right. And he's going to want an average around
0: $10 million a year. Or maybe Favre returns, because Randy does, too. Let's start Favre Watch 2011. It's never too never too <laughs> soon to do that. But uh, you, You're you, on your own on that one. You made uh, mention earlier to McNabb how Moss is a situation in which McNabb Uh, wanted a new contract, had spent several years with this team. They decided to say, okay, we're going to let you go. We're going to send you to a spot that you're happy with. And Randy Moss, they just did that New England with him. That brings us to Vincent Jackson, who seems to be at the very polar opposite of that situation. He, He probably feels held hostage right now by the San Diego Chargers. With this trade, New England now has two draft choices in the first four rounds of next year's draft. Is it possible they could go ahead and trade one of these 80 draft picks that they have next year, package them together to A.J. Smith and get a younger, hungry wide receiver in Vincent Jackson. Is this a feasible scenario?
4: No, I can tell you people in Jackson's camp would be surprised if something like that emerged. The Patriots have been sitting on a ton of picks already, so if they wanted to do this quick switch, they could have gone ahead and tried to have made an effort to acquire Jackson in the first place, If they trade for Jackson now, he still has to sit for three more weeks based on the roster-exempt situation he's in. Uh, And there's also the the off-field issues, the DUIs. I don't see them going that route. They have so many picks. They can maneuver and get a young receiver they want uh, via the draft, someone cheaper. I'd be very surprised if they did that with Vincent Jackson. So Rich, I wouldn't be stunned if at some point Vincent Jackson ends up actually coming back to the Chargers no and playing the final six games. You think Just that- based on some CBA minutia, uh, some things being discussed within the NFLPA right now, trying to parse out some language about whether he'd still have to be a restricted free agent next year if he sits out this year. There's still a lot of uncertainty hanging over there. And the one thing that would make it all crystal clear is, you get on that roster for six weeks. You know you're unrestricted next year. The worst case scenario is they franchise you. If that still exists in the new CBA, <laughs> oh, yes. at 10 million a year. So stay tuned. Halloween's going to be a big night. Not just for the games going on then, but Vincent Jackson will have a big decision to make by Halloween. Whether he's going to play or not this season. If he comes back
0: and the, and the Chargers franchise him, that would just be that would be a stunning. Development, but again, in a league in which Donovan McNabb is currently wearing burgundy and gold, and now Randy Moss back in his old '84 uniform with the Minnesota Vikings, you just uh, anything goes right now in the NFL, which is exciting for the fan, unless of course you're a New England fan and you're wondering what your team's doing by trading away a future Hall of Fame wide receiver in Randy Moss. Thanks, Jason. That was my chat with Jason Lockenforer earlier in the day. And later in the day, Jason reported that Randy Moss would never have reported to the Vikings or anybody else who acquired him without the assurance that he would not be franchised or transition tagged himself. He wants to either get a new contract from this new team or have the ability to shop himself around at the end of the year. But uh, that was a great chat on the information front of the Moss trade with the NFL Network's chief information man. Let's get into the X's and O's, a little bit of the deeper analysis on the Randy Moss trade from New England to Minnesota with uh, my quarterback here, Trent Green. Welcome to the Rich Eisen podcast for the first time. It's, thank
3: yeah, you. it's good to be on here for the have first time. Have you ever been yeah. on a podcast, podcast? I have not. Welcome. So this is uh,
0: breaking new ground for it, me. It here. is. It's, it is. And it's special. And I'm breaking new ground because I've never done this late in the week for just one specific storyline. So I had to bring in a Hall of Famer as well. Rod Woodson, welcome to the Rich Eisen podcast.
5: Good to be here, Rich. I'm glad I, I'm on.
0: Yeah. You know what, so I'll tell special. you what, out of everything in your career, it, your resume is now complete, don't you think? It moved up. It's right up there. Yeah. You covered Randy Moss back in the day, didn't I you? I tried to, Rich. What was your first reaction when you were playing and you saw the freak out wide for the Vikings? Well, I saw him
5: afar, you know, on, on TV and watching mm. the, you know, game tape. And I was like, man, this guy's tall and he can <laughs> jump. And then when you see him in person, you're like, he is tall. And then when he threw up with the first time, I'm like, yeah, he can't jump. <laughs> I'm like, somebody needs to hit this guy in front of me so I can
0: try to cover him deep. But he never threw his hand up on you, did he? Did that ever happen uh, with you
5: and him? I don't
0: remember, Rich. I don't recall. <laughs> don't. Well, very <laughs> few people. Memory. Yeah, selective yeah. memory. Right there. What do you think Tom Brady is thinking? We just heard Bill Belichick say Tom's a player. He doesn't make personnel decisions here. Do you think he'd agree with that assessment?
3: Well, I, I think
0: uh, what he's
3: thinking personally is he's disappointed because it's, he's losing his deep threat. He's losing the guy that's going to stretch the field. The, the whole reason the Vikings made the trade is because they don't have Sidney Rice and they need a big guy to stretch the field. So now Brett or now Brett has that and Tom doesn't. So Tom doesn't have that guy uh, that can stretch, or at least no one that we know about right now that right. can stretch the field like that. But I think publicly Tom's going to say, you know what, I'm the starting quarterback on this team. No matter who's in the huddle, I have to have all ten guys in this huddle Believe in what we have being called, and that it's going to be successful, and that no matter what play is called, I'm going to make it happen, and they're going to make it happen. So that's the way you have to play it off with your teammates. But but deep down, do you deep think, down, I think would you be gritting
0: your teeth? Would you? Well,
3: be I'd writting be writting. disappointed, just because number one, Randy Moss is is a future Hall of Fame player, and he stretches the field deep. So well, I, yeah, I'd be disappointed. That's a with that.
5: political answer. You know, goodwill. You. That's what be I just said. I'd be disappointed, but <laughs> I mean, really disappointed. Oh, be, yeah,
3: you, you would be disappointed, but I'm saying the front you have to put up for your teammates is you know what, well, yeah. we've got to get it done, we've got to get it done, we're all work together, we're, we're going to find a way to make this thing work. That's what you have to As the leader of that offense, that's how he has to handle it. But inside, he's definitely mad about it because he loses that vertical threat.
5: Yeah, you, you look at Tom Brady's numbers, even during the Super Bowls. I mean, they were, they were solid, you know, mediocre. I mean, they are average, really. Mm-hmm. And then he had that breakout year, and he's like, man, this right. is nice to have this type of weapon because he's never had it before. And I think... I think his job got a lot harder because the double teams for that Randy Moss, week in and week out, we're going to get. He, there's no matter. Uh, every defense coordinator throughout the league is going to double Randy. You, you have to. Not every single down, but you have to put some attention in that direction. And I think that's gone. So now Wes, you know, he's going to get more double teams. And now they're going to say, hey, you know what, young fellas? They're talking about the young, two, two young tight ends. If you can beat us, okay. Gravy, that's good. You beat us. And we know you can't run the football. Right. So I think Tom Brady's job got a little bit harder because now he's going to have to find that open receiver once again.
0: And, you know, everybody's going to think it's, it's going to be happy days are here again in Viking land with 2009 all over again. That Sidney Rice was that deep threat, that jump ball threat that uh, now Randy Moss is going to be. And it's just going to be just like last year's. Offense, is it as simple as that? Can it's not as simple as that because not? Brett, I mean, Brett's not playing as well as
3: he was a year ago. Uh, the, the defense is still playing well. They're limiting teams as far as points being scored. Adrian Peterson's even playing better. He's running the ball so better than he did a year ago. So guys in the box now, right? So we, they need to make sure, because Randy Moss is there, don't all of a sudden throw away their running game and go straight to the passing game and start throwing the ball all over the place. You have to lean on Adrian Peterson. He's, he's the workhorse for that offense. Let's not lose sight of that.
5: But it's a trust factor, don't you think? Trent with the quarterback, and I don't think Brett trusts any one of those receivers right now outside of Percy Harvin. If he's going to throw the ball down the field, they're going to make plays. When they dropped a lot of footballs the last several weeks uh, with Brett Favre through right in the breadbasket. And I just think with Randy, Brett has seen him from afar for oh, yeah. quite a long time, so and he knows versa. what he can do. And he said in his press conference, he said, you know what, he was only targeted one time in that uh, Miami Dolphin game. And Why? He said, he's going to be double covered. He's going to be covered up. We've got to give him a shot to take and make plays for this football team. And I, I think that's a factor I think is going to help Brett in his mind because he's, he's going to be more comfortable throwing it to Randy than he has with the other guys.
0: And he is uh, 74 yards shy of 70,000 passing yards in his career and one touchdown shy of 500. If he throws a 74-yard touchdown pass to Randy Moss, he'll get 570,000 <laughs> with Randy Moss as his guy. And as you pointed out, Th- that must be music to Randy's ear, that you're double-covered. I don't care. And if you think about it, is there a better jump ball threat that you can remember in the NFL than Randy Moss? No. 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 Not that I mean, it's, it, it's proven it over
3: right. such a long period of time. And Obviously, there's some big guys now, Andre Johnson, and Calvin and Johnson, those guys, but they've got a long way to go and to and get quarter, there.
0: And quarterbacking-wise, who has less of a conscience about <laughs> tight windows that you can yeah. remember? Anybody? Yeah. There, there's nobody. <laughs> this, I mean, you look be, at Von. You look at Randy,
5: and I, I think all the – Big receivers right now. Everybody's trying to duplicate Randy Moss. I remember when he came. Yeah. So there were other big receivers back in the day. Carmichael was probably the biggest, tallest receiver ever to play in the National League. But everybody's trying to get what he has. I mean, this 6'4, 210 pound, 40 inch vertical, out jumping everybody in the way he's done it over his career so far. Everybody's trying to duplicate that. Remember back in the day, it was. The, the, really the, trying to see the separation from the receivers and all that, but everybody's trying to find this 6'4", 230-pound receiver to out-jump people. You're not going to find another Randy Moss. He's a special player. They come around every blue moon, and Randy Moss, he won't be duplicated for quite a long time.
0: Real quick, if you're the Patriots, do you go get Vincent Jackson? I mean, you got all these draft picks. Would you do it? I wouldn't, no. Why? Well,
3: they just sent away Randy Moss. All of a sudden, you're going to bring in another problem guy, another guy that could potentially
0: cause issues? I mean, if you give him a contract. You know, I mean, Then he's, he's happy? Because Randy, I mean, Randy, well, Randy first guy, I, for a Monday night football game to come over with zero catches in your walk year, of course you're going to be upset. That's the sort of performance and stage that you want to light up. And for him to have no catches and only be looked at once, of course he's going to be upset. But if you give Vincent his contract, or a decent contract, like one year of $7 million or something like that, why, why wouldn't you go get him? He's younger? No? Ron, you disagree? You know, uh, I mean, you or like to go for it with these
5: two rookie-tied I mean, ends I and, think, and... But, I, you know, if you're the New England Patriots, do you take that chance? It's not in their DNA. Well, it wasn't in their DNA area, Randy Moss, but they did. They took it. I, I think with Randy, he was so far-fetched. And I think they had the veterans there to kind of corral him a little bit. They're all gone. Randy's the vet. And I, I think... And Vincent, has, he wasn't really a problem guy in the locker room. He never was that. You know, he had the issues, the UIs and all that, but he never had an issue outside of that plan in San Diego. He's a great talent. I, I know that. Tom Brady would love to have him. But I don't think it's in their DNA. I don't think they make that move.
0: Well, Randy's got the, the – it's just a different situation. Last time when the New England acquired him, remember Oakland was saying he couldn't run anymore. The offensive coordinator was a bed-and-breakfast guy. <laughs> right, we'll forget right. the, uh, the O.C. He had 500 his, yards his His last name escapes, escapes me, right? Yes, his name escapes yeah. me. It was Art O.C. that he took right. off of a bed-and-breakfast. And, <laughs> right. and then he proved everybody wrong. This time he's got the walkier. This time he's got the contract out there for him. And that yeah. could be very potent if you think about it. It's going to be fun to watch It is this week. No doubt. Against the Jets. And then he's got yeah. the Cowboys at home. And then two road games at the Packers. The disgusting act. Yes. Where yes. he hasn't returned since. And then at the Pages on, on Halloween night. It's going to be good. Thanks for being on the Rich Eisen podcast, guys. Well, thanks. This is fun. Thank you. It, it was, was fun. Yeah, it was good. We'll have you back. We'll All have right, you right. back. And when I say we, I mean that's the Royal We. That's how I refer to myself <laughs> okay. here on the program. Rod Woodson and Trent Green on the Rich Eisen podcast, presented by Tom and if uh, something happens like this during the week that's, that merits getting back in the podcast studio, we're going to do it for you because that's the way we roll. There may be an I and Rich and Eisen, but I'm all about the team, and it's all about giving you the information you require on this podcast. We'll see you next Tuesday with another fresh weekly edition of the Rich Eisen podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Rich Eisen, on Facebook.com slash Rich Eisen. There's the uh, blog page on NFL.com, RichEisen.NFL. So thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you next week.